Hey guys, welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Don here. Um, going through the, the 20 tips that I learned from the recent AAPPM meeting. Just kind of sharing this with everyone. Um, we're going to talk uh, now about night splints. Uh, as I was there, I was talking to some other, other docs. And they had a suggestion, which, which I like the idea. The, the, the idea night splint uh, kind of indicates that you're going to wear the thing at night and you're going to wear the thing in bed. So what they recommended is changing what we term that as, and we can call that a, um, a stretching splint instead of a night splint. And that way you can, you can have them wear it for a period of time and just do it for stretching instead of just doing it in bed at night. And I, I like that idea because many times patients get confused when you say you're going to give them a night splint. So you could just call it a stretching splint. I like that idea. I still have to change that on my slides. I haven't changed it. But uh, the way I use uh, night splints, or see, I can't even call it a stretching splint. The way I use it for, for my patients is when they have equinus, when they have Achilles tendonitis, when they have plantar fasciitis. Uh, just a reminder, uh, when you prescribe it to patients, you have to use equinus as the, the diagnosis or a contracture. Uh, they don't cover it anyway in Massachusetts for plantar fasciitis. It needs to be more for that, that equinus contracture that they have. I um, and I, I think for Achilles, Achilles they do. Uh, anyway, my, my, my billers, they always change stuff to make it work for me. But uh, the, the, the way I, I use it in the office is I, I, um, I don't usually do it the first visit. What I'll, what I'll start out with the first visit is I will start with um, doing foam rolling. Okay, so I like foam rolling. Uh, and they'll do, most people are trying stretching on their own already. But I like the, the, that. So they get a foam roller, and we sell these foam rollers in the office. I think they're like 30 bucks. We actually teach them how to do it, and then I'll send them a video via Patient Education Genius. And I'll start with that. I think foam rolling is easier than a night splint, in my opinion, uh, or some type of a splinting device. And I think it's beneficial because we see so many uh, athletic patients. So for our patients, they come in the first visit. They're going to get – I don't want to give them just like things that they can get on – the, on the web, right? So that's why I don't recommend just stretching because if they wanted stretching exercises, they could just go on the web. And and, and, I, and second, I don't think stretching is all that beneficial because many people do it incorrectly. The same, And that's the same thing I instruct my physical therapists. Like, I'm not going to send them there just to do stretching. If I wanted stretching, I could just teach them stretching. And I'll have them do the Graston technique. I'll have them do, you know, reinforce with the foam roller. We used to use something called trigger point tools, uh, TP tools, if you're familiar with those. Uh, they have kind of like, a, it looks like a dumbbell, and it, and it penetrates a lot deeper into the back of the calf. And they are usually doing the um, gastroxoleal uh, area and also the posterior tibial tendon uh, area. And those are going to be very tight. Pretty much everyone has tightness there. And most people have equinus or tightness in the back of the calf. And that's why I'm, I'm such a big advocate of this. Now, when they when they start this out, let's say they, they go and they try some initial treatments. They'll try the, the foam rolling. They'll try the shoe changes. They'll try an over-the-counter insert. And then I'll see them back. And if they're still having that morning pain, getting up in the morning, that's where I'll have them use the, the stretching splint. And I, I, read, I, I, I let them know they can try to do it at night, but I say most people have a hard time doing it, have a hard time keeping it on all night. And then if you're watching TV for three or four hours at night, you can wear it at that time. Um, there is also an Aquinas splint um, 
I do not use it, but I did talk to some other doctors that use the Aquinas splint. Uh, the benefit is that it goes up behind the knee and truly gives a, a better stretch and it only needs a half hour a day. Um, I, we just used to providing the ones that we provide for our patients. It might be a price issue or just I don't want to confuse patients with too many. So we have a, a posterior night splint. We have a dorsal night splint and we do not have the Aquinas splint. Um, the way I, I do it, so then if they come back and they're not better, I will then prescribe that that splint. Uh, many people I find, they, they already come in with them. They may try some type of a resemblance of it, but I think having having them be consistent and using it can help that morning pain. But I think that's just that's just part of it, uh, the treatment process. But those were some of the, the tips that people gave me at the meeting about using splints. Um, let me know what works for, for you. Are you guys using splints? Um, do you really, really love the Aquinas splint or do you carry other ones? I, I just sometimes think that carrying too many products can be overwhelming uh, for patients. So that's why we don't cover it. And, I ha- and it's been working out what I've been using right now. Uh, but if you have any uh, thoughts, uh, email me, Don, at podiatrypracticemastery.com. I'd love to know your, your thoughts on this. And uh, we're going to, we're almost, uh, I think we're almost halfway through here with these uh, thoughts on the uh, recent APPM meeting. Okay, guys, um, if you want to check out some of my uh, templates, go to podiatrypracticemastery.com. There is the um, patient presentations there. You can get my tool and you can see kind of how I use um, night splints and things like that. Okay, thanks.